Hey there, and welcome to episode five of Cast Reflect. I'm your host, Josh. I'm joined, as always, by Connell Luke the Truth Jennings. Hello. How's it going, dude? You okay? Yeah, it's going good, mate. It's going good. Good, good. What have you been up to? Uh, sun's out today. It's quite nice. Took a walk down into Brighton. Uh, the marathon was on, so. Oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's a really weird, like, uh, very British thing, I suppose, of seeing people, of celebrating people doing a collective heroic feat of exercise by downing loads of pints. <laughs> on a Sunday as well, on a school night. I wasn't drinking. But no, was, I, I mean, I was just like walking past and just the, uh, because all of the runners are like carrying water and drinking and then everyone watching is carrying beers and drinking. It's like a weird <laughs> yeah. juxtaposition. Yeah, it's like the complete polar opposite, isn't it? It's like, we're really healthy doing a marathon. Probably a lot of us doing it for charity and you're just there uh, just getting <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. whilst watching us. It's just a bit weird, isn't it? Um, do, do you know anyone that was doing it? No, I was going into town to do some shopping. I need to buy some clothes. I need to treat myself. Nice. You having a little bit of a little bit of a splurge, was it? Well, I just realised that all of my clothes that are not worn and, you know, a bit old now are ones that were given to me by my work. And I <laughs> just feel like that's not a good vibe. Right. What what your <laughs> your current work? Yeah. Right, okay. I just thought you I had this image of you just with all these clothes that you've accumulated from your from your various jobs, over previous the past jobs, years. Yeah, 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 just this wardrobe, cap boots, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a uh, this t shirt, got some steel toe cap boots. This is my high vis vest. Wear that all the time. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not, mate? At least people can see where you are, so safe. Yeah. What have you been playing? I've been again on that indie vibe. Um, not nice. on that current, not on the current vibe though. This one's an old one. Cool. Bit older, but it's called Deep Sky Derelicts. Um, came out in 2017 by uh, Snowhound Games, and basically it's a turn-based strategy role-playing game. You've got three scavengers, and you have to fly them out to uh, derelict ships, derelict spaceships, and you do missions on there, find goods. Um, but what I will say is it's a very steep learning curve. Okay. When I first played it. I didn't realize how uh, brutal it can be on your mistakes. So I just ran everyone into the first derelict ship. Two people died and I brought them back thinking like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just, whatever the mechanic in this game is for healing them. Right. And, stuff. and then I just realized I had no money. My people were all dead. So basically, it's just start again. Oh, so is it like you only get one like run? Nah, it's sort of, but it's not like roguelite in that sense but it's just like very punishing so you can hire new mercenaries if someone dies yeah and each mercenary has different like abilities and stuff like that which are like the cards that you play in the battle system oh okay um and then you each of them have different weapons and you can upgrade their weapons and they give them different cards and stuff like that different abilities so what's like the the main objective of the of the game then basically to uh, scavenge data from these ships and then every time you scavenge data you unlock a bigger ship with big, harder enemies on it and you progress and I'm about 8 hours in maybe and I've got to like some pretty tough tough ships now out there Yeah, pretty toxic environments and 
um <laughs> you you <laughs> you can create your own characters when you play it and i've got me you and bex oh nice nice so you yep. you're slowly yep. are you cre- just creating or like when someone dies is it a bit like XCOM where you have to give yeah, them a new name like gone. you can't yeah they're gone mate yeah yeah so can you can you revive your characters though or like do you get given it depends how much they get battered i think right. um and then it costs it's very it's a very resource management heavy game like you are essentially trading energy for credits energy and health for credits and then you have to use your credits to get more energy and health to be able to go back out onto the ships yeah. and stuff so you only you're like it's a fine margin to buy upgrades and things like that and if you have a bad run really you just end up in the hole it kind of it sounds like it's giving me like uh, ftl vibes a little bit yeah 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 that's, you know that's not a bad shout it's not a bad shout it's more card based combat than that but it's yeah it's got that sort of vibe that kind of yeah like sometimes you just have to have a good like good rng or something to exactly to, to help you, you with a good run to get that little it uses further. manual saves and uh and you've got to remember to take advantage of those manual saves so does it only manual save yeah uh no it auto saves when you enter a ship or go back to the hub right okay but if you're in the middle of like a really long mission then you've just got to remember to save yes yes oh cool that sounds pretty cool yeah, it's good fun. It's um again just one I picked up on Steam quite cheap in the sale. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're good at know, sniping yeah. the old indies. It's good. I do love I do love it. I love an indie snipe. Um I'm going to look into that that Dorf Romantic that you were on about last yeah, week because it because it, it looks really good and there's another game that I'm going to And Peglin. Get. Oh yeah, Peglin, that was the other one. There was another game as well. I don't know if you've got it, but it's called Terra Nil. Oh, I haven't got it. I did see that. I saw that when I was sniping. When yeah, I was sniping. when I was out sniping indies. Yeah, which looks really cool. Like where you reverse, you basically make a barren wasteland nice again. It's like a city. Yeah. It's like a city unbuilder. I think I've seen it. Pitch does, where you just take a wrecked earth essentially and then populate it with <laughs> greenery and life again. <laughs> it just looks yeah. really nice and chill. And um, I like that. Yeah, I'm into those sorts of games. Yeah. Nice. So, big news, wasn't it? Just coming out it's of this been week. A, there's been a few big, big news bits. Yeah. Yeah, we obviously, uh, we had the BAFTAs, the video game yeah. uh, BAFTAs. Game uh, BAFTAs. In, yeah, in Britain, in Great Britain this week, uh, which we'll talk about. But the main um, main news is that E3's been cancelled. Yeah, E3, done. Done and dusted. Uh, just for this year, though. Uh, it's not like they've canned the entire yeah, conference. But I suppose that's a little bit about one of the talking points I wanted to get into with you. Yeah. Like, do you think it's coming back? I know, obviously, they're saying, you know, it's just this year that's cancelled and stuff. But realistically, has the industry moved on? Uh, yeah, it has. I think it has. Definitely conference-wise. I could see it coming back in a capacity where it's basically like Summer Games Fest is. Yeah. Where it's kind of a shared... They have a shared of developers and publishers and hardware manufacturers that, yeah. that come in and essentially just do a live stream. Um, I can't see it really being at the scale what it, it used will to be. be. No, because it's yeah. just not... 
like it's just not financially viable is it for these companies now to spend this much money on it and when they can just no, do a two-hour live stream or show reel from their headquarters whilst everyone at home can can watch like nintendo the been was doing on, it the, for years. on the wall really wasn't it yeah 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 like, as soon as the company started to pull out as soon as like you know sony ubisoft and these sorts of people started to jump ship it felt like it was on its way you know down yeah so you yeah ubisoft obviously dropped out fairly recently but i like nintendo nintendo spotted this ages ago do you know yeah. what i mean they, well, they, it, they they did they they had their one they never did they they attended i believe and had their like treehouse like their live treehouse thing which yeah. is adorable but they never did a show, you know, they didn't book out one of the main conference halls like Sony and Xbox used to do. Yeah. And now, you know, Sony stopped it, Microsoft stopped it, even like the publishers, like the big publishers are stopping it now. And it's, it's what are they going to show? Like what's E3 with, you know, going to show without those? It's actually going to warrant the spectacle that they would be trying to put on. Also, like the... um I think they, their hand was forced, right? Obviously, COVID happened, and yeah. they weren't able to uh, do E3. Yeah, like that—that that is a hugely yeah mitigating factor in it. Is COVID definitely? Also, throughout that period of time, and you know, in the build-up to that, technology was improving a lot, and the way that we uh, digest like video game information and stuff is changing a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, completely. And then the sort of industry has has evolved, and because of that situation, and then E three wants it's you know it meant to have its triumphant return, and you know come back to the scene and and have that big post COVID event, and everyone's just sort of like, it's a very big expense, and it's actually we've realised we can we can do it in a far more frugal manner. Yeah. And accomplish probably better results. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Like, like I said, you know, Nintendo have been doing it for years now. Like they, they've, they've, they've had their Nintendo Directs going on for years because they just realised that why, why, we literally don't need to spend millions organising like this sort of scale of event. And mm. like, because you think about the financial implications to to actually, you know, hire the hall, you know, put put on the the, the front and the stage and all the logistics that go into it and now they just go well you know we we know internally what's coming out what's going to be released let's just make a nice highlights reel we'll do some you know a couple of interviews in between we can just edit it in-house and then basically pre-record it essentially and then just play it (laughs) on this on select (laughs) date like that's basically what what everyone does now yeah I think Summer Games Fest, what Jeff Keighley does, um, kind of weirdly, like almost didn't not put the nail in the coffin for E3, but he obviously saw, had the foresight to see that that's, you know, the direction news is going. Whereas, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, when it wasn't easy to just, you basically couldn't live stream, could you? Not like you literally couldn't. They not had like, to have not like you can today anyway. Yeah, exactly. You had to have this grand event each year, and it was and it became like this this massive thing. 
it happened every year where it was like the biggest gaming news event of the year and it was all these like technology like technological advancements would be shown all these new games and it just it just became a pattern and now obviously yeah covid's had a huge impact on that but like the money doesn't need to be spent on these massive events now to get the coverage these companies like previously needed. No, and it's, I mean the state of the economy at the moment is is you know not doing any favors to high expense events. Exactly, and don't get me wrong. I think without COVID, I I, I mean really I couldn't see it going for much longer anyway. To be honest, because of how easy it is to just do it from like your hq your company hq now yeah i agree i think it might have just taken longer to fizzle out yeah yeah exactly just more likely see like attendance dropping and you know other big names will pull out but not as many i remember when nintendo did it the first time i think actually sony did it as well and everyone was like oh mental sony are pulling out of e3 and it's like yeah because they just do a video and just play it from and then you can just watch it because everyone has access to like not every, not the everyone. emergence of the internet as well and stuff like yeah everyone has access to or the capabilities to watch a live stream or watch a youtube video now like when i say everyone i say it loosely obviously you know what i mean yeah. so yeah sadly it's not really it's not modernized um i mean look it's had its place in the sun it's like Oh, mate, yeah. There's been absolutely incredible memories made at E3. Yeah. Um, in years gone by. Um, on, you know, there's very few things that I would stay stay up still in my later years to, like, watch <laughs> the full thing of or whatever. You know, back in the day, I used to stay up and watch WrestleMania and all those things. But... <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. It's when you, like, yeah, I totally agree. You'd get excited for it. Because you know it's coming and you know all all these companies basically who are all involved in the thing that you love, who make the things that you love, have got all this secret information that they're going to tell you and they're going to make known to you. Waiting for those big drops, you know? Yeah, basically, yeah. A big shock moment. Oh, like Sony's conference. Apparently, like Naughty Dog's got a new game coming out and it's this mental post-apocalyptic game. It's like, oh, yes, yeah, The Last of Us. Like, yeah, those moments were, were amazing. And it is sad that it you don't have that like big collective where all the video game companies are, are there, or the publishers, yeah. rather, are there. And, yeah, it, it is sad. But as I said now, like, Summer Games Fest seems to be the way forward for that now, um, yeah. going off last year's and, and the year before. It looks like, and you can just enjoy it from your own home, can't you, as well? Like, you, you can just watch it. Anyone can watch it anywhere, really. But yeah, sad, sad that it's been cancelled this year. But you never know. It might make a, a surprise comeback. Who knows? Like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rising up. <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing uh, was the video game, BAFTAs. The BAFTAs. It was. It was. It was the BAFTAs. And um, yeah, God of War cleaned up. It won six awards. It won <laughs> uh, E E Game of the Year, which I think was the one that was voted for by the public. 
Uh, performer in a leading role of Christopher Judge. Performer in a supporting yeah. role for Leia De Leon Hayes. Yeah. Music, best music, audio achievement, and animation. So yeah, it it cleaned up. It cleaned up basically, and it is really good. It it is really really good. It is con- contra mate controversial opinion here. I actually didn't finish God of War Ragnarok. Okay, well, why? Um, I don't know. I think I burnt out on it because I played the first one and then rolled st- that I'd never played before. And, oh. Well, the first of the new ones, right? Yeah. And and then rolled straight into the second one when that came out. I basically played the first one in the build-up to the second one coming out because then I was like, sick, I can jump straight into it. Yeah. Um, Did that. And then I, I'd put about six hours, seven hours into it maybe. And I was just like, I don't think I can play God of War anymore. Yeah, I think that's hard. That's a hard ask to go and do 40 hours into the first one and then go straight into it. Because they are very, very similar in terms of, yeah. you know, So I think what I, what I need to do is, like, just give it some time and then go back and play it later. Because it's quite, um, it's, it's it's a really serious story as well. Yeah, Even though it's exactly. funny and humorous in places, like, it, it is a really serious story. So it's quite, ah, uh, like, you know, it's quite, he- not heavy, but... It, it's a lot to digest if you've just played 40 hours of the first one and then exactly. just straight into the second one. Yeah, so I think I messed it up for myself a bit there. So I was a bit like, I don't know, not... Obviously, I knew God of War was going to clean up, so... Yeah. But I was just like, I was hoping to see more other stuff. Although I will say, uh, did you see the Leia de Leon Hayes uh, acceptance? I didn't, she got no. perform the best supporting role? No, I didn't. Mate, it was so emotional. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah, it like tugged on my heartstrings because she's like sixteen. It's her first ever big. Well, no, it's her first ever video game job. Right. Um, and she did this role, and basically she was just like, obviously crying, bawling her eyes out, accepting this award, and like thanking all of the people. I don't know. It was just so clear that she had like had this incredible experience as her first video game job and then just won a BAFTA. Like, you could see that she wasn't expecting it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and really sweet. Yeah, it was, it was just a really nice moment, especially considering, like, the other people that were up in that category were all, like, quite experienced, um, you know, performance actors. Yeah, 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 no, of course, yeah. Um, so I think it was just, yeah, it was a really nice moment and when she gave her speech thanking everyone for like all they taught her and yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's wicked. It's good to see as well. Someone, you know, a bit unknown come in and just claim an award. Cause she is, she is amazing in it as well. I don't know if, uh, how far you've got, you've got to that point where you've, where you've met her as a character yet. Not a huge amount. No. Nah. Yeah. She, she is brilliant in it. it, it it's, it's a really, really good game. It's a really, really, really good game. I Yeah. I don't doubt that at all. I prefer the first one personally, but that's not to say, that's not to say that the second one's bad at all because it, it it is it is phenomenal. But the first one for me is just I think it was just hit different when it came out. It was so so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ragnarok cleaned up. Um, Tunic won artistic achievement and debut game, and Tunic yeah. rocks, mate. Tunic is. Sick. D- there was two takeaways from watching this that i had um they were i need to play tunic yeah um and i need to play that immortality as well right yeah 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 so i've not played immortality but i have played tunic and 
tunic is excellent. It's like a it's like a Zelda clone almost. Yeah. But it's a lot more than that. It's, it takes like Souls elements, which a lot of games do now. You know, crazy level design, really really clever level design actually. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of Metroidvania style where you need certain items to get certain places and you have to do backtracking, but there's the art style is, and I'm not surprised it won artistic achievement because the art style is so nice. It's this just beautiful, almost polygonal in places. Yeah. It's really it, nice. it looks amazing. Yeah. It's this really nicely textured, almost like matte colors, the shaders and the, and the lightings absolutely stunning on it as well. But yeah, if you've not played that, I would absolutely recommend uh, playing Tunic because it's on Game Pass as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Didn't know that. Yeah, I need to get. I need to have a have a crack at that. That was like my big takeaway. And then, no, like I say, Immortality as well. That looked cool. Yeah, so I've not heard of this Immortality. What's this? Yeah, it's like um, fi- I, don't, I can't remember what you call it when it's like real footage, <laughs> film, like live footage. action. Yeah, live action. So, so this this one. Uh, best narrative yeah and it looks like a like mystery story that um and just the the way that they they like deliver it it looks incredible like um there's so much like cinematography gone into it um clearly that it, and, and it just immediately piqued my interest like artistically it looked very cool um i don't know you know a huge amount about it but it's um definitely definitely got a very unique vibe yeah, I, I must say I've not, I've not, I'd not heard of it until until I saw the the award for it. But there's quite a few of those sort of live action, not choose your own adventure, but they have kind of branching paths depending on what you pick. And the ones that I've tried have not been great, really. But that's cool that that's one. Uh, Vampire Survivors is uh, one one best game and game design. Uh, that's yeah. one that I see on uh, Game Pass all the time, and I look at it and I think that's supposed to be good. And then I look at it, the videos and the screenshots of it, and I just oh, I don't <laughs> want to play that. Not because it looks, because I don't think it looks very good, but just it just doesn't look like the sort of game I ever want to play at that particular moment in time. But I'll have yeah. to have a look at it because it's cool. Yeah. It's by Ponkel. Um, again, it was really cool seeing them accept the award and give their little speech and stuff. Yeah, it's not be, not being a massive developer, and I think it's out on uh, PC and mobile at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, their first game, and yeah, it's um obviously it's it's taken off and done very well. It is quite cool. It's uh just got a very like addictive loop. Yeah, it, it looks like one of those games where you just. You think you're done, and it's like, oh, just do one more, just do one more round. Elden Ring got multiplayer. <laughs> I was, mate, I was waiting for this to come out. <laughs> and original property. So yeah, but... I mean, original property absolutely should have got that. To be honest, I mean, look, I absolutely love Elden Ring. I thought Elden Ring was fantastic. Yeah, it's um, it's great. Yeah, I'm sure you did too. But bit of a curveball on the multiplayer win. I think I, I I can see I can see why I can see why they give it in a way though if you know what I mean oh mate I'm like so happy for Elden Ring that they've got it that they got it don't get me wrong I'm not saying it like in that way I'm saying imagine being one of the other games 
in that category. Like <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, FIFA 23, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and then Shredder's Revenge, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is a bit, a bit of a weird one to be in there, but I've not played it, so it might be amazing. All, every one of those games is is like relies so much on multiplayer. <laughs> they are just multiplayer games. Imagine them when they saw like the uh, they got the list through for all of the nominees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Elden Ring. What's Elden Ring doing? They're, like, They're not going to play win <laughs> multiplayer, are they? Elden Ring got put in there. What? What do they need to fill it out today? Has it even got multiplayer? Is it? Yeah. And it's like uh, winner. And the Elden winner Ring. Is. Call of Duty couldn't believe it. Elden Ring. <laughs> They're like Elden Ring. Are they f***ing having a lot? Yeah, that is... A game that is like the, the multiplayer. Obviously, it's like a big part of it. But if it didn't have multiplayer, it would still be one of the... It would still have won, like, best original property. And it would, like, arguably, you know, I I would say Elden Ring, for me, would be best game. But Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, to- yeah I completely agree. But yeah, this is just the fact that it won multiplayer when it's just not a primary part of the game. Nah. Sort of thing. I mean, I can see why like they gave it because it's clever. Like it's not, it's not traditional multiplayer. I'd like to see what they why what their reason was why. Um, <laughs> Mate, just out of interest. The commentary at the some of the commentary on the awards show, like on the BAFTA show, was just bad. It was really bad. It was like a bit cringy. But when Elden Elden Ring won multiplayer, <laughs> they were like, they made a little comment about like playing with your friends coming to help you like fight the bosses. Yeah. And then the guy was like, ah, oh, the best bits like the little messages that each other leave you. Can you trust them? Can you not? And in my head, I was just sitting there thinking, imagine the people at like <laughs> Infinity Ward Activision sitting there going, it won because of little messages <laughs> that you leave on the ground. <laughs> it little won messages because it's a forum. <laughs> it's a comment section. It's a fucking online comment. It's it's an interactive comment section, and you gave it a multiplayer game in a year. I just found it so funny. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Um, just uh, wrapping up on the BAFTAs, then just go through the other the other uh, games that won. Roller Drome won British game. Uh, yeah, this... I've not played that. It looks very cool. Yeah, though. it looks cool. It's uh, it's nice cell shaded sort of like sports kind of like not destruction derby but that kind of like chaos um insider like a like a bowl <laughs> yeah not sports sure. shooter yeah yeah that looks pretty cool uh evolving game went to final fantasy 14 online yeah i know a few people that play that a lot yeah a guy i work with rinse is it um he has done since day one i think but i've never played it personally i'm a big final fantasy fan but never played Never played 11 or 14, the online one. No, same. Uh, best Family Game went to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. This actually looks really good. I, I definitely want to get a copy of this eventually. It's just yep. not high on my list at the moment, um, especially with Zelda coming out soon. Game Beyond Entertainment went to Endling, Extinction is Forever. I've never heard of this game. The screenshot. Makes... I've never heard of this category. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the category is. Game game beyond entertainment. Is it like a non-traditional game? Is that what it means? Yeah, I think possibly. Yeah, because looking at the other no... so the other nominations for this were Citizen Sleeper, Gibbon yeah. Beyond the Trees, I Was a Teenage Exo Colonist, Not for Broadcast, and Will Always Have Paris. 
Um, the only one of those I've heard of or seen is Citizen Sleeper, and I'm not familiar with that. Um, I've I've known not for broadcast as well, right? And it's um again not it's like um you control a broadcast desk sort of thing, and it's all like re- again like live full motion footage. Right. Okay. Okay. And you're you're just controlling the broadcast desk. So I think yeah, it's all like uh sort of non traditional games. Got yeah. Got yeah. Well, that would that would make sense. Uh, the only other awards that we haven't discussed is technical achievement, and that went to Horizon Forbidden West, which yeah is technically pretty stunning. Yeah. Well, we said that in what was it episode one? Yes. When I was playing yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Because you were playing it over Christmas, weren't you? Yeah, stunning game. The DLC is out soon as well. So cool. So wrapping up on the BAFTAs. Well done to all the winners. God of War and nominees up, and nominees, and especially Elden Ring for winning multiplayer because that's uh, you've done well there. Let me tell you, you've, you've done absolutely pulled that out of the bag. <laughs> you've done, you pulled Infinity Ward's pants down with that one, mate. So <laughs> congratulations. Right, this week's reflect selects. Um, it's going to go to a little game called Hunt the Night. This is out on April the 13th on everything. Yeah. It's developed by Moonlight Games, which are a tiny little team located in Spain from, from the information I could get. I really struggled to find information about this because their website didn't work. So what little information I did get said that they were a team located in Spain. Um, so this is their first game. Uh, I think it was kickstarted originally. I think it smashed the Kickstarter mm. by like 70 grand or something. It was like 25 grand they needed. And they, I think they raised 95 grand in the end. Um, but this is from the website. Hunt the Night is a retro style action adventure game that combines fast and skill gameplay with dark fantasy lore. Play as Vesper, a virtuous member of the Stalkers, and explore the vast world of Medram. Filled with ruins and horrors, go through dungeons full of traps, enemies and puzzles to fight challenging bosses using your arsenal and dark abilities. The story of this condemned and decadent world is given through characters, the world design and collectibles. Discover the night's corruption that has annihilated humanity over and over and fight to stop it in this dark fantasy journey. So it's this looks really, this looks really cool. It's like a top it does. It's like a top down pixel art rpg uh which is then like a lot of games do now taking the souls like elements well it's a very specific one of the souls like elements as as, <laughs> as well i think yeah it's, uh aesthetically feels like it may have been inspired a little bit by bloodborne <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i think the 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 lead developer is a big big fan of, of bloodborne especially yeah mate i wish listed it straight away yeah yeah, same. It looks really, really cool. And it's out in like a week. So ten days or something? Yeah. So it looks like it would be really hard. But, you know, if it's a souls like, then it probably will be. But also, yeah, really fluid. It it reminds me, I don't know if you played it, it reminds me like the style of a game called Hyperlight Drifter, which no. uh which was a similar similar um perspective. You know, mm-hmm. sort of like dashing round melee attacks, um, but quite hard, like little health, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it seems like quite deep in its RPG mechanics it as well, which it is does. cool. 
which looks like you can make a lot of builds and so it could be quite replayable. And obviously the art style. I think pixel art's always a winner for me, really, when it's done properly. Because you can get games that, have, that do pixel art, but it's just not it's just not great. But this looks like it's been done by people who know how to do pixel art. So yeah, that is Hunt the Night, and that's out on April the 13th. That's the Reflect Selects for this week. What videos have you got coming out? We have got coming out... Um... Episode six of the Sniper Elite Five playthrough that me and you did. Uh, what, what what did we do in episode six or mission six? It's called six? a path to another tiger tank, and it's the one where we uh, it's the one where we end up actually stumbling across the tank base. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. If you remember, it's the one where uh, I called in the oh no, I set down a TNT bomb on one of the mortars and then just immediately got on the phone, which traps you in that animation on the phone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the TNT just went <laughs> off at my feet. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so that's coming out. That's coming out wicked. Anything else or was that was that it for this week? That's it for this week, yeah. Yeah, busy schedule, you know. Yeah. I can only edit, only edit for one a week these days. That's fine. That's fine. One a week, so we need to put out, isn't it? So- as long as you can get a little plug in on the podcast, that's exactly. absolutely fine. And that is uh, that video is uh, Loot the Truth. That's on Loot the Truth channel on YouTube. Loot, loot the truth. Just so you can say everyone knows. Loot. Do you want me to do it phonetically? Nah, we'll leave no. it. <laughs> right, that'll do us. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we will see you all in episode six. Nice one. Take care. Bye bye.